Welcome to the podcast Appetite for Life with me, Karen Kelly, keeping the spiel real as we discuss today's habitual lifestyle with various topics, the occasional guest, women in business and fun, interesting chat. Whether you're a stay-at-home parent, work from home, have a sleepy commute to the office or flying high around the globe, there's something for everyone and anything goes, but keep it clean. It's just everyday life and how we fill it, so tune in and pump up the volume. It's good to talk with an appetite for life. I'd like to introduce Tricia Peters, one of Cheshire's brilliant networking queens. So welcome, Tricia. It's great to have you on board today. Thank you for inviting me, Karen. So first of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became involved in networking? Because a little rumour has it that you're, you're a magistrate as well. Are you still practising? Yes, yeah, I'm a magistrate as well. But wow. going back to um, how I got involved in networking, um, my background is media, so I worked on the Guardian newspaper, on their international paper in Manchester for many years. Um, before that, I'd worked on the Manchester Evening News and, and local papers previously. So um, when um, that came to an end in Manchester in 2007, they moved everything down to London and I went to work for a breaking news um, business newspaper called Cranes. And that was... Um, that was a, a, an American initiative, but um, it only really stayed for around two years. But during right. that time, my job was to do to go out networking. And I'd never done that before because The Guardian is a completely different type of format. So I got into um, arranging networking breakfast meetings. So when they pulled out, I decided that the thing to do was do some networking because I enjoyed it. So I set up Business Breakfast Group. and. Um, went on to become Cheshire Business Events. And I started the network group, the Business Breakfast in um, Witcher Park around eight and a half years ago. So I didn't realise it was going for that long, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's been going. That was on the back of the Warrington event that still runs as well. and someone for our, who who was based in Crewe, it was actually Mackenzie Goldberg Johnson based in Crewe, and they um, they asked me if I would set it up in the area for them on the same basis as the Warrington one was, and and that's what I did. So yeah, that's how I got into networking. Very good. Well, I know it can be a grey grey area for some people. I know it was for me uh, many moons ago. So for those who might be a little kind of unsure what it is, can you explain exactly? what networking is yeah for somebody who doesn't know what networking is um okay i'll take you back a little bit so at one time if you were in business you would be writing to people for business you'd be phoning people you'd be knocking on doors um that was how you got new business um and of recent years what people do now as alongside that they still may do that but they'll also network so people like me will set up meetings book the venue sort out whether what kind of breakfast they're having and then invite people to come along and network so network really is them making new contacts building new business relationships picking up ideas and they they get to know each other by coming along like that. So we do it in we do it at Witchwood Park on a monthly basis, and I also do one at a Sandbatch as well. So 
that's what it's about really. That brings me to the next question actually because you're the founder and owner of Cheshire Business Events which is what you've previously mentioned, previously mentioned all under one bracket isn't it? So tell us a bit more about that. I decided to call it Cheshire Business Events because I wasn't just doing Business Breakfast which was Business Breakfast Group. I wasn't just doing that. I was actually running Women in Business Events as well and I do those in South Cheshire, in Manchester and in Warrington. The South Cheshire ones um, which are probably more relevant for your for your listeners are held at various locations but Dorfeld Hall at Nantwich has been a favourite yeah beautiful beautiful venue and we've had women in business events there uh, several times now um the hosts of Dorfeld are amazing and um they're always so welcoming to everybody and um so that will be a lunchtime event and I'll have a guest speaker there and um invite women to come along and and um I think at the last one we had um we had a panel so that worked really well as well um so cheshire business events means it's not just a business breakfast it's about anything i do and and i did um in warrington last last july i did um a charity one as well to raise money for the walls foundation and had it not been for covid19 we would have been doing another one in july for the river reeves foundation so i do that at the same time yeah so it's all within Cheshire business events so what can people expect then when if they're attending one of your events events for the first time okay so go back to the the breakfast meetings that are very regular because the ladies events tend to be um in in the area of South Cheshire only a couple of two or three times a year but the monthly breakfast events what they'll expect when they come they'll get a warm welcome they'll get hopefully a good breakfast but more importantly they'll get they'll get to know other people who are in business in the area they'll get to know um, other people who might have the same issues as them and they might want to talk about some of the issues they have in their business as well they'll build new relationships with other businesses and as I said before they'll pick up ideas something you have to remember when when you're in business and you're meeting people like this that people buy from people they like isn't about um, sending sending flyers out or anything like that because that's so impersonal and I, I honestly believe that I've made some very good friends from the people who come to my networking events. So I'm very fortunate that I have um, local companies who support the events. We've got Mackenzie Goldberg, Johnson, Howard Worth, Hinsdales, mm-hmm. um, um, they support, um, and Alextra Wealth. Um, they're, they're great and they support the events and that makes the difference. That means that they can go ahead. So it, it, people will find a very warm welcome if they come along. And if they're not sure, all they have to do is contact me and I'm on LinkedIn and, and I'll talk them through it. Because it's, it's funny, isn't it? When I used to work for businesses in my younger years and we'd send out mail shots and leaflets and all sorts of things and hope to goodness that they're going to come back and, and either buy your product or go with an offer or something like that. It's much more personal, isn't it, having a, a one, well not one-to-one, but a group network meeting like that. It is, and, and, and what goes from that then, I always encourage people to meet up afterwards, to do one-to-ones, and, and I always kind of smile when I'm walking away from there. They held at Witchwood Park for the crew ones, and you walk away and I see 
oh, two or three groups of people who've arranged to have a coffee afterwards because they want to have a chat about something that have, they feel that they, they've got some connection to make there. And I always smile when I walk away because I think, oh, that's great. I'm really pleased that people have, have linked up. Yeah, it must um, be a great feeling that you've created that. You've created, yeah, you know, yeah. that friendship. It's lovely. I mean, I've certainly, from your um, network meetings, I've got some good friendships and I'm in contact with many more people that, that I was before. So it's certainly yeah. opened some doors for me as well so I can thank you for that definitely um, so how often are they held and uh, what are the benefits of network I know we've covered some already but how often do you hold your breakfast meetings or your lunch meetings well the Witchwood Park one is held every month and that's usually about the I think it's the second I've lost track now because we've not had all <laughs> five meetings since the 11th of um, March there so um, the 11th of March was the last one and then the meetings at Sandbatch are held two weeks later. So that's the last week of the month. So it's the second and last week of the month. So at Sandbatch, I decided to go for that one. I was asked if we'd set one up at Sandbatch. And that catch, it takes in some of Congleton and that side, as well yeah. as still some from Stoke and, and, and um, crew anyway. So you get slightly different. They are a different a group of people that come to the meetings and some slightly overlap. So really, I'm doing a meeting once a fortnight in in the south cheshire area and yeah. then the ladies meetings will come well I, I don't know when they will take off again yeah. but for anyone who's missing them we are having zoom meetings and they're they're really good and we've got one in the morning with catherine sandon talking about how best to, to use zoom yeah. and for anyone who's not been on a zoom meeting it's um it's interesting because that's thrown challenges up itself how do you do a meeting on zoom how effective can it be and i've been onto this now for about a month and i and i think that i've I think I've got the the right formula now going forward. It um, an hour and fifteen minutes max. Have yeah. to have an agenda. If yeah. we have a speaker, they have to be no more than fifteen minutes. And the round the room bit. If I've got more than twenty on, it has to be sixty seconds only because yeah. otherwise people lose it. Yeah. Um, and I'm also looking at doing breakout rooms virtually you can actually put people in rooms so they can go oh, that yeah it's like a little uh, green room as such isn't yeah. it before the event starts yeah definitely that sounds really good every time i use zoom i learn something new yeah so it, it it's i think it it's going to be something i feel that we'll be doing for a while because um i can't see people going into a room and, and networking the way we were networking you can't do it and to be not for a long time yeah no two meters they do say in this country we've probably got it we don't need two meters but you wouldn't get more than three people around a table no. it's round table networking mine you know people actually sit down round tables and 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 i you know divide them up into tables so um, it'll be very difficult see. yeah it's gonna be very okay. difficult we just yeah. don't know do what the future holds it's it's been out of control and you can't make any decisions or any plans for the future can we at the moment no so going back to your meetings that were then what advice would you give to those who may be less confident and found the whole aspect quite daunting for them what advice could you give to them if they still want to attend but like i said they maybe uh, haven't quite got the confidence to appear on their own or that's a good point karen because i, I 
I can tell you, I've had um, I've had people contact me and say, oh, I don't know whether I can come to this. I, I, the thought of walking into a room with strangers and having to talk to people that I don't know. And I do understand that because I was there I once. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember when I were first worked at Cranes and I was sent off by by the uh, publisher go and go to this um meeting uh, held by um manchester professional group and i walked into a room and there were about 80 people in it mainly men in suits and I thought, oh my goodness, because our editor was talking at this meeting and I had to go in there and, and think of something. How do you just strike a conversational? Because it wasn't even sat round tables. Most people were stood and so difficult to break in. Um, and I decided then the best thing to do um, was to make sure that people were made welcome. So how do you do that? So anyone who wants to come to one of my meetings, I am very happy to have a telephone conversation with. And when they come along, if they're first timers, I will find someone to introduce them to. I'll take them over to someone and I've done it time and time again and say, this is so-and-so from wherever. And it's the first time they've been to the meeting and could you just show them the ropes? And I've done that before. Yeah. Um, and it does work. It really does work. Yeah, because you know, I think once you, once you sat down, then you had your breakfast or your lunch, you know, the dynamics change and it's fine. You know, you feel the warmth and you can mix yeah. quite easily. But even for the most confident person walking into a room full of people, it is quite daunting, isn't it? For the first few minutes anyway. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah I understand that. I mean, I can remember that. Um, I, in fact, what I will say to people as well, I'll sit you on my table. So yeah. I'll sit with you, you know, if I possibly can, and I'll sit them down and I say to them, when it's your turn to speak around the table, you really don't have to say a lot. Just say yeah. what your name is. And if they like that, then I'll draw things out of them. I'll yeah. say, OK, so what do you do there? And start asking them questions. And then that helps as well. Yeah. And yeah. You might, some people listening to this might think, why on earth would anyone not want to talk about their business? Yeah. And, and, and you know, if you're used to that, you might think along those lines, but not everybody is that confident. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Get into it. Yeah. yeah. So I know we've talked about Zoom and, and things obviously have changed dramatically for many in business as we try to adapt to life in lockdown. Um, well, it's affected my business in so much that my income stopped straight away. It came to a complete standstill. So it's, it's, um, it certainly affected it like that. Yeah. And um, I, I thought about how I would do the Zoom ones and I thought, well, it seems a bit crass to say there's a charge to come on for Zoom when yeah. people are in the same boat as me. If they haven't got money, I didn't want to exclude anyone. So I decided to make them talk and support events so that for the time being, there's certainly no charge on them. I did a women in business event on the 29th of April and for that one I just put a link to a charity charity yeah the cancer charity yeah. yeah yeah how this will work I can't obviously go it it depends how soon we can get back to um live networking but it's possible I will have to put a very small charge on it yeah because at the moment I just do the meetings and there's no follow-up normally I would send you a follow-up from a meeting you would get the list of everyone who'd attended their contact details um a little bit about the speaker and how to get in touch with them you know if there's something that was of interest so um I'm not doing that at the moment but to do that it's work so you put in the same research in it and still got to get the same speakers yeah. and maybe yeah. they you know expect to be paid I don't know how it works but yeah you've still got some expense going out haven't you and you still got yeah. to justify yeah. that you are yeah. arranging it all at the end of the day yeah 
So how I'm, I'm going to have to have a big think about that, how we do it. I think a lot depends on what we hear this week of how we might be eased out of lockdown. Yeah. Even if it doesn't happen, just give us some idea of how, and I'm sure many businesses are saying that, just yeah. give us some idea. Of just how having that hope, isn't it? Having that hope somewhere that things might just, yeah. you know, I mean, me and my husband went to B&Q the other day and it was like a day out. I was so excited. I queued up yeah. for an hour to get in, but even the fact that B&Q was open and we could shop in a different store rather than local shop or the supermarket, it was really yeah. exciting. How sad is that? But that's what it's getting like, isn't it? Well, I'm sure, I mean, I've got a, a little um, soft top car and, and um, I, I went to collect something for my mother and take it up because she lives eight miles from me. Yeah. And, um, and I uh, went to collect it for her and it was so exciting to be driving my car again. So once things return to some kind of normality going forward, do you think some of the changes then will remain in place for you permanently? I know we talked about Zoom and things like that and some meetings maybe could be done that way. But what do you think you've put in place now that will stick going forward? Do you know what? It really, a lot depends on what the hotels, the venues that I use can do. A, really, yeah. a lot depends on what kind of assurances they can offer um, to people. Uh, there'll be no handshaking. There'll be nothing like that. Um, no. We can't do that. I, will we be passing business cards around? I think the safest thing to do is just photograph them, isn't it? Or you don't think of things like that. No touching business cards, and yeah, it's right. Yeah. It's so I mean, there's all sorts of things I could do. Maybe I could um, ask people to send me a snap of shot of their business card, and I can send that out to people after a meeting. Yeah. I don't know. There's all sorts of, of ways of doing it. Um, but it, it will affect me. It will affect me how how we work. So Definitely. I just don't know. And and then there's talk that if you're actually if it's a room is ventilated. So in the summer it's possible we could actually be outside. You know, at a couple of the venues. But it all depends on what they can offer. Yeah, it really depends on what you can offer. I don't know. And Some even people if people are not be happy, are they about no. coming? No, I suppose not. But also they're also going to be thinking. They're desperate to get out and mingle again. So it's, yeah. it's whether they're willing to take that risk. I mean, whether it's some sort of like a an audience sort of thing where you're stood at the front and they're in chairs facing forward two metres apart. Would that work? You know, it's I know it's not as personal personable, but I think people are desperate themselves to attend these sorts of events anyway because yeah. they they're missing it themselves, aren't they? They are, and they need social side get the businesses going again and and uh, will they be wearing masks i don't know you know and how effective are they there's a lot of questions isn't there yeah definitely i'm not giving up on it no no don't please don't no i'm already looking forward to some events coming up in november with different people please don't cancel i don't know if this lockdown will ever lift you know permanently in the next six months i really i just can't picture it at all i cannot picture what what the future will hold um, yeah and maybe we should think about how people felt during the war, were they ever yeah. going to get normality? Because they went for Absolutely. six years, didn't they? Yeah. You know, so, yeah. so that, that was a long time. I suppose we're we're lucky in so much that, you know, it's only really been weeks, hasn't it? At the end of the day, yeah. And and there will be a way out of it. There absolutely yeah. will be. Yeah. Uh, whether it's the vaccine or not, we don't know. But and hope, and even if it's next year, you know, in the meantime, we will find ways of, yeah. of working. Yeah. definitely definitely so what events you have coming up and how can people get in touch with you because i know they probably will be by zoom won't they so what's coming up and how can people get in touch with you i'm on linkedin under trisha, trisha peters 
you can find me there, send me a message, uh, try and link up with me and send me a message if we're not already linked up. Um, or I have got a Facebook page, Cheshire and, Bus uh, and Manchester Business Events. I have got that. Um, or you can email me and you can email me at Trisha dot cheshire be that's cheshire business events but it's be at gmail.com the next one in south cheshire will probably be within three within three weeks brilliant what would you normally do in your spare time and how are you passing your time at the moment okay spare time never seemed to have a lot but no. um, as you said earlier, i am a magistrate in cheshire so um yeah, I'm involved with Cheshire Magistrates Association as the chair, and um, I sit in court in um, Warrington for criminal, and I sit um, in Liverpool for family work. But I could equally sit in Crewe or or, um, or uh, Chester, so that takes my time as well. That's a voluntary job. So um, what else do I do? I've got um three kids now left home but um two grandchildren one of course new so can't wait to travel to london to see the latest one yeah and, that's difficult um, isn't it that you can't do that you'll be you won't be handing it back will you when, when we can all touch again and cuddle again you won't be giving this baby back no. will you <laughs> and then um i play golf and i, ho I ride horses so oh that's lovely yeah if i've ever oh. got any <laughs> yes I can imagine you haven't got much, but at the moment it's a bit different, isn't it? I think we're all enjoying that little bit of a reset, you know, and taking yeah. care of ourselves. Oh, well, many thanks for your time today, Trish. It's been great talking to you, and I wish you all the best for the future, and let's hope that this lockdown lifts soon. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Karen. Thanks. You've been listening to An Appetite for Life with me, Karen Kelly, sponsored by Dane Bank Dental Practice, where happiness starts with a smile. If you have anything you wish to bring to my attention or discuss on this podcast, then please get in touch. You can email me, Karen Linda Kelly, at btinternet.com. It's good to talk with an appetite for life.